I'm glad you're back with me again today. <clears throat> I hope you were with me yesterday when we were talking about how to find God's will, and we're dealing with these biblical principles to live by. And one is, I want to please God. I want to know his will. I want him to guide my life. And so we follow certain things. First, I will obey God's word. I'll do what God says in his word. You see, many things are answered for us in God's word. There are many specific things that God says in his words, in his word, and we'll look at some of those in a minute, that there's no, there's no choice about. We don't have to even worry about a choice. God tells us exactly what to do and, and, and how to live in certain situations. <clears throat> and because of that, that's not a thing that's hard to know what to do. That's, that doesn't take any special direction or discernment. But second, we not only need to obey God's word as we take steps to follow God's will, we need to seek God's guidance. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. God placed his spirit within us to lead us. Romans eight fourteen says, all led by the spirit are sons of God. If God leads us, and we, and we obey him, that's evidence that we are children of God, that we are his child, because he's given us that ability to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And then we need to carefully examine circumstances. For example, God opened doors and closes doors. And if we pray, Lord, we've come to the place that the decision has to be made. If you open this door, I'll walk through it. If you close this door, I'll be happy. Sometimes that's the way we should pray. But we need to pray that very carefully and very prayerfully and be sure that's what God's leading us to do. But oftentimes people don't pay any attention to circumstances. I know of a young man who said God called him to serve as a worship leader, to be a music leader, to, to be a minister of music. The only problem was the guy couldn't sing a lick. He couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. He didn't know anything about music. It made no sense. I tried to help him see that that wasn't God because God doesn't lead that way. And if he has no ability in music and he has no knowledge of music and he has no training in music, <clears throat> it's, it's going to be extremely difficult for him to get training and everything, especially with no ability to be able to, to move that way. So we need to look at the circumstances and think about it and let God lead us. I think about what Mary, the mother of Jesus, told the servants at the, as the feast in Cana of Galilee. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Talking about Jesus. Whatever Jesus tells you, do it. And that's what we have to do. And blessed are you if you do what Jesus says. And John, 1 John 2.17 reminds us, he that does... The will of God abides forever. But I wanted to mention to you that there are some things that God has already told us that he wants us to do. And that, that, that he says that he will do. One is that he will bring us to salvation and others to salvation. That he want, It's his will for people to come to Christ to know him. In, in 2 Peter 3, 9, God says he is not willing that anyone should perish, but all should come to everlasting life. All should be saved. All should come to Christ. And in 1 John 5, he says, I've written these, these words to you so that you may know that you have eternal life. God wants us to know that we're a believer. He wants us to know that he cares about others. You can pray for the salvation of other people, knowing that God wants them to be saved. It's God's will for them to be saved. 
It's his purpose for them to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, he says, but that all should come to repentance. But also, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, he talks about the fact that he, he has another uh, will for us that is without question. There's no questions about it. And it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and it's in, uh, it's in verse 3 and 5, 3 through 5. Listen to it. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. So here he says this is God's will. It's God's will for you to be sanctified. Some people uh, have other words to use, but the word sanctified is, is a word that means set apart. And it's also a word that uh, has as part of it sanctification. Sanctification is to be, is to be set apart to grow and to, to get strong in the Lord. So it's God's will for us to become godly people, to grow up in him. He's not talking about perfection, but he's talking about obedience. He's talking about doing the things that will please God. You see, God set apart his house, he set apart his word, and he sets us apart as his children. Wendell Phillips, when a boy of 14, heard Dr. Beecher say, you belong to God. And the lad went home and said, I belong to God. Lord, then make me your own. And he became a believer. And you see, when coins were given as a gift in the temple, they were sanctified. They were set apart for holy use. And that's what God wants for us. Be, be holy as I am holy. And he says because of that, immorality, sexual immorality, is absolutely something you have to avoid. You can't, you can't be involved in that. The pagans are, but that's not what you are. You're a child of God, and you are to master your own body, and you are to be pure. Flee fornication, the Bible says. So don't be like the unbelievers and stand true to God and do the things he wants you to do. So he wants you to know that you are to be sanctified. And he also says, this is another thing that's God's will, and that's for you to be thankful. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. So he wants us every day as we go about our daily lives, as we're just living our lives, he wants us to have a thankful heart. He wants us to be thankful in the good things and thankful in the bad things and constantly praising him and glorifying him and honoring him for what he's done for us. He also says it's his will that we, be, we, we do the right thing. In 1 Peter 2.15, he puts it like this. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. It is God's will for those of us who are believers to exhibit and show forth that he's the Lord of our lives and that it stops the foolish talk of people who say critical things. And as we do so, it will make a real difference in our lives. <clears throat> I think really it sums up, is summed up by Jesus in what we call the Lord's Prayer, where he said, pray, not my will be done, but your will, God, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Every day, God's will can be done in our lives if we depend on him 
and if we trust him, and if we ask him to be the Lord and the king of our lives as we do that. I pray that you will walk with him today and that you'll say, Lord, thank you that I can be obedient and I can do your will and I can be guided by you and you will be in a special way. Have a great day.